Monday Night Football, a rematch of week one. This time, Daniel Jones takes the helm for the New York football giants with their old school unis. We take on the Dallas Cowboys, baby. Prime time. Let's show them what Daniel Jones and this football team is all about. Leonard Williams, welcome to the team. Let's beat the Cowboys again. Let's go big blue and let's go to war. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants preview of Monday Night Football, a Monday Night Party against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, now we're getting ready for a football game, but we got a whole weekend and then Monday we get all of that. So we're just so much anticipation, especially against our rivals on primetime, Daniel Jones under the lights, first time. Against this will be his first time of probably like 35, 36 games against the Dallas Cowboys in his career. Danny, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, mainly the fact that the Giants can't ruin my Sunday this week. That they can ruin my Monday still, but my Sunday will be nice to relax and I could just watch football as a true fan and not have to have the fandom and the worry the Giants bring me. But we're recording this on Halloween. You're listening to this November 1st. I'm just going to say this now. Today, officially, Halloween became my least favorite holiday ever. Nothing will come close to this. this Halloween is the worst holiday. Change my mind. Well, I, I, I'm not going to change your mind, Danny, because I, I don't celebrate it. But, you know, that's that's for other reasons. But, Danny, I mean, why, why don't you like it, Danny? Well, I don't like it because today I was walking out with some friends, having a good old time, wanted to see what was going on around town. Then out of nowhere, all of a sudden I get jumped and there's this stuff getting sprayed in my hair. And I didn't, I was so in shock at first. I'm like, what's happening? Then the kid ran off and then I grabbed my hair and I get a handful of pink in my hand. And I'm like, oh my God, I just got tagged. And so I'm, I take a photo, I send it to you. My hair is pink or whatever color it was. The kid ran off, couldn't get a look at him, wearing a little hoodie. So I then drove home. Luckily it washed out easily, but it, I was in complete shock. And I was, if I got my hands on this kid, it would have been a problem. But he ran off because, you know, he's a little scared. He just probably tagged people all night and ran off. But, yeah, my hair was pink by the end of the night. So hopefully your Halloween wasn't full of pink hair. But that's why it's my least favorite holiday now. Yeah, well, I'm actually in my new house. I'll I'll have to, like, do a little, like, house store um, video. Um, I have a nice little office. But, yeah, you sent me the picture, and it looked like someone just bashed you in the head. And there was just, like, blood all over your head. And I was pink, so not totally but, like, I've seen people, like, get their head bashed and, like, the way it looks. And it looked like that. Just yours was a, more of a lighter color. Um, 
But down here in Florida, that's why you like you got to stay strapped, and you just you know you shoot people. In New York, we can't do that for you know very calm. If it was a little kid and I got caught, that God, like the parents probably would be like, "Oh my God, my son just got beat up." Like, yeah, your freaking son just tagged me. At least I think it was a boy. I don't know because the kid was wearing a hoodie, like a little. That's a word I can't say on on air right now because we're, you know, we're <laughs> gonna call friendly. him. We're gonna call him a hoodlum. The hoodlum hooligan. It's I was furious. I'd never been that mad before in my life. But I was saying a lot of things that I can't say on air. But yeah, the kilo ran off. That's why New York, man. Like Florida, that never would have happened because these kids are scared. Because also you could be no, going Florida up the wrong happened. He would just been ready to just been like you he would have been ready. He would or he, he would have been done it while he was driving. I don't know. It um, was fear in fury, and that's why Halloween is not my least favorite holiday. Yeah, and Florida, Florida is, I guess, is a little different. Um, I have like an, I, I, this, the dumbest things make me laugh. Like now, my new thing, like when I'm driving and if I'm next to someone with their windows down, like, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, um, can can you roll your window up? And they're just so confused. And I actually got a lady to roll her window up yesterday. That goes on down in Florida. You tell people to roll their windows up, but they do it. I don't know. People, people are weird. All right, let's get into the Dallas Cowboys though. Rematch of week one, the first time of this Daniel Jones era. And, we, and let's, let's start with the offense, what we expect. Now, I mean, let's, let's flash back to the last game and just kind of go through some of the bullet points. Now, Eli didn't take a lot of chances. Part of that is, like, there wasn't really a lot of chances to take, but there was some. You know, I went through some of the, t- the tape today, and I'll, I'll put it out breakout videos of where there was chances. Um, the O-line played really well. Remember the big the big storyline is how does Saquon only get eleven carries? Um, Evan Ingram had a great game, and then the biggest storyline was the defense was just was as wor- the worst it was all season was in week one, and Antonio Hamilton was playing. It was a rough week one, Danny. Oh yeah, looking back, I'm like, damn, we had Antonio Hamilton playing cornerback, and then seeing Eli, I'm like, god oh, damn. I felt like a, a centuries ago we played Dallas and Eli was there. It was even. It was so strange just seeing Eli out there throwing the ball and that it wasn't Daniel Jones. But then you'd see Daniel Jones come in and he and the fumble happened. So it was a crazy game. And yeah, it was the teams both teams right now are totally different. The Giants are a better team than when they were then. I'm not saying they're they're like one of the best teams in the NFL right now because they're not. But the improvement from that game to what will happen on Monday is probably tremendous. Dallas, they played bad teams. They beat those bad teams. But when they finally played some good teams, they struggled. So it will be a very interesting Monday night football. And, and I And I personally feel, as much as I wasn't excited for this game after the Lions game, I feel like... This game will be different, and it'll be much more competitive, unlike that last game where it was like, what, 35-17 with the final score? It was a competitive game. I expect it to be different this uh, Monday night. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different because the defense literally can't be any worse than what it was. Don't don't say that. They could somehow do it. No, I'll go out on a limb. There's no way they were worse than than what they were in that week one. And then on the offense, like, I mean, if you remember that game, the offense was kind of moving the ball, but they just like they, you know, there was that uh, that third and one. Uh, uh, what, what's the name of the penalty? Uh, intentional grounding that took us out of a fourth and one, and then the fullback dive um, uh, earlier in the game. Like there was there was points to be had, but Dallas scored on every single drive up until in, until the fourth quarter. I mean, they only had three drives on offense in the first half. Um, that first drive was awesome, but it was you know. Our defense was really the one who lost the game. So let's let's talk about the offense. 
what do we expect out of this? Now, I think not only Daniel Jones being in there gives us a, a, a bigger advantage than we did week one. I think Darius Slayton being in there is going to be a bigger advantage. We didn't have that deep threat week one. We didn't have Darius Slayton was out. Cody Latimer had a good game, but it wasn't, he wasn't burning it, but he just went up and made some nice catches. I'm telling you, Darius Slayton is going to change the way that defense plays against us. I was looking at some stuff. They were, they were, they were running some man coverage with, like, one safety high. You can't do that with Darius Slayton, especially in the red zone. Like, Daniel Jones is going to get that ball up to him. Another thing is the Giants have Golden Tate in there. Dallas didn't have to deal with him in week one. So the Giants offense is very much improved. Uh, and you can also can't forget uh, Sterling Shepard, as we're recording, he should be back. I think he was full practice, uh, full participant today. So he should be cleared for Monday night. That's not saying how the Giants will utilize him. Maybe they're very cautious with him. But the Giants offense, they, they're very different. They have a quarterback that isn't. Only a pocket guy. He could scramble if he needs to. But I feel like also Daniel Jones got a little chip on his shoulder, especially what uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence called him, say just a, he's another Eli Manor, like a little Eli Manor. Well, that's not a bad comparison for Daniel. Daniel, that, that's clearly a shot at one Eli and clearly a shot at him. So I believe Daniel Jones is going to go out there and fire in this football to prove Dexter Lawrence wrong. wrong. I guarantee you, at one point, he's going to run right by Dexter Lawrence. He's not going to say anything because he's a nice guy, but Daniel Jones' mind will be like, yeah, I got you. Whoa, Danny, he can't go past Dexter Lawrence because Dexter Lawrence is on the same team. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I did it. I, can't, I knew I, 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 I knew one it. of us was I knew one I of us it. was gonna do it. I'm glad you did it first. Damn, I can't um. believe I did that. We should have like a thing where, like every time for like future episodes we play Dallas, if you say Dexter over Demarcus, you gotta do like push ups, like what they do on ESPN if you say San Diego instead of LA. Yeah, but it is San Diego. They'll never be the LA Chargers. Anyways, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I can't I can't stand Demarcus Lawrence. He's so annoying. He doesn't even like do great against us. Like Mike Rimmers shut him down in week one. Like sh- like he- Mike Rimmers had an amazing game against Demarcus Lawrence. And I like I, I remember prepping for that game and like going back through like a Carolina versus D- uh, Dallas game uh, when they played on Thanksgiving a few years ago. And I was like, okay, Mike Rimmers had a, uh, a really good game against him, but that was a few years ago. I didn't expect much. And he like he like I thought that was going to be the key to the offense was that matchup. And he, he just shut him down. The O-line, I mean, remember how good, the O-line played great in that game. Like that, so I'm not really worried about this Dallas defense. It's it's the Dallas offense or more so our defense that I'm worried about. Um, there is one problem, though, with this line, though, that will be different. They sold her. He has struggled recently. And he's going to be going up against Robert Quinn, who we didn't have to deal with week one. So Robert Quinn, he hasn't, Robert Quinn, he hasn't been anything special. But with the way Nate Solder's been playing, there's the whole possibility – Robert Quinn has a fantastic game and just mauls Nate Solder all night. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they got the middle linebackers in Jalen Smith and uh, Kyle Vanderess, but they didn't do anything special in Week One. Um, now Daniel Jones, like, and, and so, okay, so let's like stick with the theme of how some things will be different than they were Week One. Um, Daniel Jones' legs obviously changed things. They for the mo- majority of that game, they were trying to keep everything underneath and and force Eli to check down and then you know. Uh, scramble and tackle i think the giants should not only run some read option but i think on the first 10 plays the scripted plays there has to be a quarterback draw in there we haven't seen it yet well actually no we haven't seen it yet the tampa game it it wasn't a qb draw so let's run a qb draw and like tell daniel like run a couple times like if there's nothing there run get them focus on your legs and that, and you know, we're gonna and pound the rock with Saquon. Get them focused on that and keeping getting closer to the line, 
And then I'm telling you, their corners, their safeties aren't that good, man. There will there will be chances if we can establish the run early and often. No, we need to establish this run early and often. We we need the run to be on our side because it will open up opportunities for Darius Slade and uh, Evan Ingram. I, I'm agreeing with you. I think the Giants need to take advantage of Daniel Jones' leg because the Cowboys, as you said, they would force Eli to either check it down or just scramble in the pocket and end up getting sacked. So the Giants, Dallas is going to have to prepare differently. Before, they could always, as you said, keep everything underneath and just have the Giants who just uh, crumble under them, under themselves. So... It will. Daniel Jones brings a whole different dimension to this offense, and Dallas is now. It's not going to be an easy defensive game plan. They actually got to prepare for this guy, and I'm very intrigued to see how Chris Richard handles Daniel Jones because the Cardinals they threw some confusion looks at him. They found his weaknesses, and the Cardinals so far are really the only team that played Daniel Jones and really made him look flustered in the pocket. No, Patriots didn't do it really. While he did from many interceptions, it felt like the Cardinals really got to Jones a lot there and uh, the Lions they did nothing to confuse Jones Jones threw four touchdowns so that's another thing after rewatching the tape it was a, Daniel Jones played great I didn't r- realize it as I was watching the game because I was just so bored watching the Giants play the Lions but he played great and I expect that to continue but how will Chris Richard will he will he do to try and make Daniel Jones feel uncomfortable I'm very intrigued to do see how he handles him yeah I I, I am too. I don't know. How, like, it's going to be interesting. I think we're going to tell how they attack, how they're planning on attacking him from, from the first drive. Are they going to blitz him? Are they going to sit back and cover two, cover three, which is what I think they'll do. Um, and then remember, Evan Ingram had a really good game too. Like, let's get Evan Ingram involved. Like, this can be, a, I'm telling you, I, I really think the Giants are going to put up 30 points. I'm not even, I'm, that's, I don't think that's even predicting a win, but I think this Giants team is going to put up 30 points. I really think it's possible against this Dallas defense. I mean, we moved the ball with out Slayton, uh, without Tate, and with Eli Manning as the QB in that week one game. Like it was just we didn't we didn't finish drives. That was that's what that week one game came down to in the first half and the third quarter. We just didn't finish drives. Yeah, they just didn't finish drives. It's watching that first game, it was it was looking back at it is how much even though the Giants they were two and six, we've only won two games under Daniel Jones. They are in such a better place with him as quarterback because his offense is just more open. As much as we all love Eli, we all knew that he was limiting this offense, but going back and watching and really seeing how badly he hurt this offense, it was it was hard to watch. Thinking like, damn, he was really hurting us that much. But I'm I'm glad that Daniel Jones is getting these reps. But we're finally in a place where this offense can truly succeed because Eli he was really the dead weight, and the Giants dropped it and. We're a much better team now because of it. You're gonna, you're triggering, you're triggering I'm, people right now. I'm triggering. I'm so, dead weight. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go back and look at it. He he brought down this offense and it made it. It just couldn't function. And now, unfortunately, that's what he was at that point in his career. He was just, de- dead weight. I'm sorry. Just be- before people get mad, just wait. I have a couple breakdown videos coming out tomorrow to show, like some of the times where like, and we defended Eli for the game, and I don't think Eli played a bad game. No, uh, against Dallas. I think he had a bad game against Buffalo week two. But I don't think he had a bad game against Dallas. But when you go back and look at the tape, there was a few chances he could have taken. Now, the people are just like, just throw deep, just throw deep. Like, that's not football. You can't just throw deep. Uh, so, so and I don't even want to get into the whole Eli Manning thing. Like, you know, um, it, the move of the Daniel Jones was the right move. Uh, yeah. Shout out hey. Giants. Shout out Giants Wire, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was 
hilarious that tweet but yeah um, i know this could end up in getting backlash if i lose followers on twitter um then i'm sorry but it's just the truth that's what eli was at this point in his career just don't tweet about the nets and you won't follow twitter i'm not i won't that it that is true i i don't luckily when i tweeted about the nets no one one no one cared but two i lost no followers so (laughs) it's all it's all good yeah luckily I didn't, I didn't think I'd hear you say that tonight. Uh, luckily, no one cared. Um, we want people to care, Danny. Dang well, it, guess, Danny. Guess what? The Nets right now, we're sucking. All right? I, how come I can't have a good team? My good team was the Mets. If you told hey, we're going to figure Nets are going to figure it out. Um, yeah, they're going to figure it out. It, Knicks fans it's, are so happy right now. No, it's but, a long season, but still, the Nets are the t- I, did, I thought the Giants would have had brought me some fun. The Nets, nah. It was the Mets that brought me on the fun. I'm shocked right now. We got the Rockets tonight. Just don't worry about it. All right, so on the offense, um, some last key notes. Uh, if they have man coverage, we got to go to Slayton. Um, that cover two, like, cover two, if they're going to play that deep cover two like they did in week one, pound the Rock on Saquon. Give him some carries. Let's let's start the game off pounding the Rock like we did against Dallas and like we did it against Buffalo. Pound that Rock to start the game. Let's score first, man. We haven't scored first with Daniel Jones. Um I don't even need the fact check. I'm, I know that off the top of my head. We have not scored first. Um, and then, like, take advantage. I mean, obviously, they're going to play a different defense. They're not going to, you know, do the exact same thing. But, I mean, Saquon had that big run to start. He had 11 carries, 120 yards. Ingram had 11 for 116 and a tutter. Latimer had three for 74. Um, he kind of big body guys. Okay, let's let's talk about Shep before we, we move along. Um, do you think Shep's playing? I, I, I definitely think he's back. It's been – uh, three games. I, I, there's no doubt. In my, you know, he's been pl- practicing without non-contact. He hasn't been cleared, but I'm I'm pretty confident he's going to suit up on Sunday. I believe he will play on Sunday. I believe he was a full participant today. The only thing holding him back right now is uh, it will he get cleared by the independent doctor. I believe he will, so I think he will be back. Also, we can't forget Corey Ballantyne should be back, and that at least help kickoff returns. Yes, Sterling Shepard was uh, a full participant in practice today. It's just my question is, will the Giants uh, limit him or will they just go all out with him? Because that was his second concussion. Are they going to be conservative or are they just going to throw him back out there like nothing happened? I am intrigued to see how they utilize Sterling Shepard this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll move on to our defense. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Danny, you brought this up in the break. Pretty much you said we forgot, but you're calling me out saying I forgot. The Giants are playing with their throwback unis, baby. They're the old Giants logo, the white with the the stripes. It's just the old school, baby, and it looks good, man. Leonard Williams' first day of practice was with the old school helmet. I cannot wait for it, man. That white on white jersey. Oh, dude, that is my – they need to make that our white jerseys all the time. But just – what the people that bother me, and I know some of our listeners do it, and some just do it jokingly. Like, well, we lost in these records. It's like uniforms don't have anything to do with the game. They're literally just for us. They look cool. So 
So like, there's no bad luck with those jerseys. Yeah, we we the problem is the Giants just they, yeah they've lost every time they've worn it, but like that's just also because they just struggle to win. So I I don't even care as you said seeing Leonard Williams come out the practice in that in that with that white face mask and the Giants on the side of the helmet it was oh it was beautiful I love these jerseys they need to make them permanent, but yeah I mean I, I don't want to get the jersey because like it 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 doesn't look at. It's good, but like I'm, I'll definitely get like a stain on, it and I just be depressed with it. But they are my favorite jerseys, and they need to become the permanent away jerseys, or at least just bring back that old Giants helmet. I think that's the issue. Just get rid of the NY. It's not as good, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I love the new, the 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 new one, but I do love getting this thrown in. But what we got to do is every we got to get a picture of the helmet. And we have to pit the t- our because it's you know that's the way our logo the the Giants and our logo is and they pit talking over it. Actually, we need to get our our hands on a helmet like that and and do that. Someone someone hook us up or at least figure us out, figure it out to where I can get it. Anyway, yeah, shows, I, we got to get an NFL shop maybe, and we'll just slap a sticker on that bad boy. Um, all right, so the defense, man, it was rough in week one. It, it literally was not worse at all all season. I mean, they scored every single drive until until garbage time. It was brutal. It was ugly, and it was easy for Dallas. I mean, they just ran – Dak was 13 of 14 on play action that day. I mean, our safeties were biting up. It was a frustrating game. Antoine Bethea and Alec Ogletree had horrible games. Antonio Hamilton, remember him? I mean, he was brutal. That feels like uh, ages ago. That being said, though, DeAndre Baker will be in that spot. He's, you know, he he's way better than what he was the first uh, couple weeks. Dexter Lawrence is better than what he was week one. He's more comfortable. We've added Leonard Williams, who had a good game against Dallas when he was with the Jets. Uh, Janoris Jenkins has had pretty good success when he's lined up against Amari Cooper in his career. Uh, it's... Now, call call me too positive, but I just don't think it's going to be as bad as week one because it's literally impossible. The one thing, unless I'm wrong in my thinking with Leonard Williams, he went up against a backup tackle, right? I believe the Cowboys are out there two tackles when they played the Jets, unless I'm wrong. Because I remember it was Connor Williams and some guy that did not look like Tyron Smith. So I, I hate to be the that guy, but that's something we do have to consider. But yeah, he did... Let, let, me, let me make this clear. It, has he been having an impressive year? No, it's, it's nothing spectacular, but he has got a pressure on the quarterback. He's disrupted plays, so that's something that that will be very useful to this team. It'll allow, it'll force Dak in some quick decisions. It will help this secondary out. But you nailed it on the head. One of the biggest differences in this game will be DeAndre Baker. He's so developed from what he was week one, and I believe now he can hang with Mari Cooper. Can remember that was the one play in which Amari Cooper completely blew by him? I don't think we'll see that. I believe DeAndre Baker will be able to hold his own against Amari Cooper now. Obviously, we'll see the Jenkins mainly on Cooper, but Baker, if he's put on him, I believe he can hold his own. And yeah, Hamilton, geez, he was so bad watching that game. Hamilton's a special teams guy, but he, unless he, he was very bad. I can't believe he was out there, but that was only because they had the, they didn't feel confident with DeAndre Baker yet. In that game, the Giants completely set out to stop the run, and they did do that. Like, you know, bravo, Giants, you stopped the run. I mean, Zeke had 13 carries for 53 yards, so, you know, less than four per carry. Tony Pollard had 13 for 24. So, I mean, they didn't even average three yards per carry um, in that game. But, I mean, Dak was just on fire. 25 of 32, 405 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, no sacks. He he was. I don't think he was even touched the entire game. I, I'm not even being – 
um, sarcastic with that. I think you're, no, you're, I think you're right. I don't think he was touched. He looked like a, like a top five quarterback in this league. Yeah, we were going to pay him $40 million after that game. Uh, so with Dex and, and Leonard, I, I don't, you know, it's, I'm not going to call and say, we just got a blitz, blitz, blitz one, because, you know, that's a little ignorant. But two, James Betcher has showed that that's just not what he's going to do this year. Um, but just don't sit back and cover two and let and let play action. But you throw some multiple looks. Um, and I think the key is just going to be, like, getting there from the edge. Marcus Golden has to play better. Um, Lorenzo Carter has to have a better game because I, I love what Dex and Leonard Williams could do um, and they can make some really good plays but if we're not consistently getting there from the edge I think Dak is going to have another really good game Yeah, they need to make Dak uncomfortable that was something the Giants did not do They he could have made like a sandwich back there he could have had a picnic the Giants got no pressure on him and I'm with you I think this would be different this week Dexter Lawrence he's going to be a problem uh, and Leonard Williams. Those two, I'm very intrigued to see them because they seem like they got that chemistry going. They've been working on it. It seems like Leonard Williams, like you would think that like he's been here the whole time because it seems like at least in the locker room, like they're all buddies. Like like there wasn't even a transition period. So he needs to be a factor for this game. But why have this be your breakout game and be like, the Jets got rid of me. Like I'm under the lights on Monday Night Football. The world will be watching a classic NFC East battle. Go out there and make a name for yourself and prove the Jets wrong. And two, just like look at the Giants and be like, hey, let's start these contract negotiations now. Uh, that's also real talk right there to Larry Williams. I like how someone asked him literally a day or two days after being traded. They're like, have the Giants already talked about contract extensions with you? It's like, it's, like, it's not going to happen that fast. I mean, it could happen before the end of the season, but not two days. They got to at least see if he's still, if he's like blends with his defense well and he's good. But yeah, I expect Larry Williams to have a huge game this week. Yeah, and I, I, you know, showed in my breakdowns, I think we talked about this a little bit on Wednesday's show, that him and Dex should really, really, really work together. And like I said, don't look at it. Like, if, you, if you're going to look blindly at his stats from this year, you got to look blindly at his stats from years past, where the man was an all-pro, literally made the all-pro team. Um, so, you know, we'll see what we get out of him. I don't, I don't know what to expect. But, yeah, you said DeAndre Baker. Like, I think he can have a really improved game. Um, Antoine Bethea. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm expecting him to suck. Um, I, I I really like one, I kicking myself for hating for loving that move. But I will say he was meant to play towards the line of scrimmage, and they just play him at deep safety. And it's just he's kind of useless back there. And in fact, we saw against Detroit they actually played him a little more towards the line of scrimmage, and he made some plays in the run game. Um, so maybe they'll do that. And let Jabril Peppers play a little uh, a little further off. Um, I don't know, but yeah, Antoine Bethea, I am worried about because even even when he was making plays in the box, he misses tackles. He's slow to get there. He's just bad, to be honest. And I hate it because I love Antoine Bethea as a person, as you know, played for his whole career. But this year, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say, oh, he's washed up. But man, he he kind of looks just old and slow. Unfortunately, I just think the Giants hit Antoine Bethea as he just hit. Just the the point of his career where I mean he's he's a good veteran guy as you said he seems like a great guy he just unfortunately he's just at the point of his career where he's just not the his old self it's just he, age catches up to everyone and maybe age has already caught up to Antoine Buffet and, and easy fix that just it's, get them all it's Adams sure, it's no, surely joking. caught up to me 
I'm sure. <laughs> As I said, just trade for Jamal Adams because that's how clear life works. Just imagine, I, I know I'm saying this, but just imagine Jamal Adams or Brill Peppers. That would be a fun duo to watch. But yeah, I mean, it uh, just. You don't, you don't think I did that on Tuesday before f- 4 p.m., Danny? <laughs> I mean, it crossed every Giants fan's mind. And the moment they still like, I mean, would the Jets trade him to us? But no. Uh, yeah, Antoine Buffet is a true problem. But I know people are calling for Julian Love, but like. Would it be much better? Yeah, you got a rookie experience, so we're being hypocrites. But like, and maybe the, maybe the Giants they feel that Antoine uh, Julian Love is not a free safety; they only view him as a corner. I don't know what the Giants view Julian Love as. I, I'm glad you brought up Julian Love, Danny. Oh. He actually got to play in at safety last week. He did. And now you remember the Danny Danny Amendola catch where it was like it was like it was up the seam and a post. It was I don't know maybe like a 20 yard catch or so. Yeah. Now, I recorded a breakdown and everything. I wasn't confident in it, so I didn't post it. But there's an argument to be made that Julian Love is the one who allowed that. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying there's an argument. Maybe I'll just post the clip with no commentary. Yeah, uh, just post the clip. I need to see that now. Yeah. I, I, uh, dang it. I, I don't know if I can remember when that was now, Danny. How am I supposed to remember? Actually, no, that'll be easy. I'll just look up for Danny and look catches. All right, I will post it. That's, I uh, mean, hey, you, you were the guy that said it. Now we all need to see it for ourselves. I'm going to post it from the Talking Giants. No, no. Uh, actually, I'll just say only listeners know because I feel like that like wants, makes people want to listen that just follow us and don't listen. Like, oh, what is this inside joke I'm, um, I'm, I'm missing out on? Uh, like Lawrence Tynes. Remember when I, I, I remember after the, when I trashed Lawrence Tynes, I was like, Lawrence Tynes was coming out with hot takes, and I was just like, only listeners understand this. No, yeah, and I, uh, I'll be intrigued to hear what you say about that. But now that you said Julian loves there, it's got me even more intrigued about that. But that could open a whole new can of worms because one play, people are like, oh, he, he's terrible. Because I mean, I already got one tweet that. But I, it kind of needs explanation. So if you just yeah. look at it like as yeah. it's going one line through, you probably won't blame Julian Love. But I'm, I'm going to post it on the Talking Giants page, not even on my personal. Um, so I don't feel like explaining it to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, I think it's a big game for Jenkins and Baker to see if they can play a little man, how, how they handle their guys. It, it can't be as bad as Antonio Hamilton was week one. Um, obviously, you know, the boys up front, so it's always big for them. Um, David, now this brings me to, we'll see how good David Mayo is as a two number two linebacker. If I do remember correctly, Tay Davis had a really good game week one against the Cowboys. And now... He's on the Cleveland freaking Browns. I cannot believe you, Tay Davis. I cannot believe you're on the freaking Browns. Wasn't even his choice, and Bobby's he's he's public enemy number one now to Bobby. I you know I said I you know I I, I sent him a text and like hey man you know much love uh, you know let me know if there's anything you need even though there's nothing I have to offer him. <laughs> you can, a hug. Uh, now I'm gonna be like hey man uh, let me know. If you want me to punch you in the face, or or or, or he's got to get, ooh, that could be my hookup to go and fight Baker Mayfield eventually. By the way, did you see the Baker video? That was hilarious. Yeah, wow, he, Baker, he, he, Baker Mayfield is arguing with the media. Daniel Jones with his rookies going to Hackensack University Medical Center and making kids days. He was dressed up as Woody. Baker Mayfield was yelling at the media. Two different guys. Daniel Jones made kids day. Baker Mayfield threw a tamper tant- a temper tantrum. Not my QB. Definitely not my QB. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite tweets. We talked about the OK Boomer, which I haven't really seen since we talked about it. 
but I really like the uh, um, not my QB. <laughs> those, are, those are the best ones. Um, and that, that video went big. All right. So, Danny, it's that time of the week where we pick our X Factor, but we call it something different. Danny, who is your week nine Monday night football giant factor? I'm about to talk like he's listening to the show. I mean, he is totally, no doubt in my mind, but say he does listen to this show in particular. My giant factor is Grant Haley. I was a huge fan of Grant Haley last year. I believe he was Dave Gillen's best undrafted free agent pickup last year, and I stick by that. But he has struggled this year, mainly in the past hey, coverage game. He is a oh, – oh, okay, we'll have an argument later. To, but uh, Tate uh, – now you maybe say Tate. Grant Haley – he struggles with coverage, but he's a fantastic tackler. They've used him in the corner blitz multiple times. Kate, uh, Grant Haley, he can tackle, but he has struggled at coverage. Danny Amendola made him look silly on some plays. For the Giants to win this game, uh, Jenkins, I believe he has it. DeAndre Baker, I believe he has it. It's Grant Haley that really determines how this game works because Michael Gallup had a big game. He needs to shut down Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. If he could do that and... Jenkins can limit Amari Cooper and DeAndre Baker, who can slow down whoever he's covering. I don't remember who he covered week one. Do you remember who DeAndre Baker covered week one, by the way, Bobby? Um, He didn't play a whole lot, but when he did, it was usually Gallup. It was um, Gallup? Yeah, right, I, just... think he, I think he had Amari a little bit, too. All right, I just had, I just had to make sure. So he, I need Grant Haley to limit Randall Cobb because Randall Cobb can run all over us now. So Grant Haley, I need you to... Just keep what you're doing in tackling. You're doing that well, but improve your pass coverage. If you can limit Randall Cobb, I can see the Giants locking down these receivers and forcing this to be a ground-to-pound game for Dallas with Zeke Elliott. So limit Randall Cobb. The other two will do their job. Force them to run the rock with Zeke Elliott, and I believe Dexter Lawrence will ruin Elliott's day. So Grant Haley, you're my giant factor of the week. I like the rhyme that you threw in there. Do your job. Take care of Randall Cobb. Slob on my knob. Turn on the cop. We're singers now, Bobby. We're singers now. But we're not getting copyright. You see how Danny, we're coming in here? Do you know that song, Danny? Yeah, I know. Of course I know that song. All right. I'm just checking. I'm seeing. Just seeing. You know, we, we do have a little bit of an age gap. Not much, but a little bit of one. So, All Boomer, right. who's yours? Oh, my gosh. I am going to punch you through the screen. Don't you dare call me that. That was... Oh my gosh. All right, that's the show. Um, uh, email me, Bobby at johnboymedia.com, if you want to co host this show. All right. Uh, uh, no, my giant factor of the week a guy who is not going to be able to really rely on his counterpart at his position, who we talked about. He's going to have to go out and make plays and do it in different ways. You thought you could rhyme, Danny? I just did that off the top of my head. He's going to make plays in different ways. He's going to be close to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be deep. He's going to be in man coverage. He's going to be in zone coverage. That guy is Jabril Peppers, New Jersey's finest. Jabril, Jabril has to be a playmaker. He can't just do his job against the Cowboys. He has to make plays. We have to confuse Dak, and that leads to a Jabril Peppers pick. And I want to see a sack, too. We haven't seen Jabril Peppers sack this season. There's so many things that Peppers can do against these tight ends that have just burnt us and Swain and now Witten. I mean, they're, you know, they had two touchdowns against us in week one, one big one, one short one. I think we got to trust on Jabril Peppers to play some man against those tight ends instead of letting them slice up his own coverage. Jabril Peppers, 
you got to go out there and make some plays and be a giant factor. I like that choice. Jabril Peppers. Uh, uh, your sack thing. The one problem is, though, your bet on James Betcher being aggressive. That's the one issue with that. But I agree with everything else you said. Jabril Peppers, his counterpart, we can't trust him. But I got all the faith in the world with Jabril Peppers. Also, before we end the show, I want to talk about this for a second. Here. It doesn't relate to Jabril Peppers. That Field Yates tweet where it's the Giants had the most snaps by a rookie. You said it. Dave Gullman, Dave and Pat don't know what they're doing, though. That, that of course, right? Uh, yeah, they, they're idiots. We have no plan. Yeah, no plan at all. I'm going to be honest. I tuned you out for like five seconds. I didn't hear your question instead of playing it off. Nah, that's, I'm not surprised. That's what, that's what's being a real show. I, I'll be honest. You know, sometimes when I, when I, you know, mute my microphone, I look at Twitter. Are the nuts on? I, no, I just saw a video of JJ Reddick walking in and a Lego man. In a oh, that was hilarious though. I would have tuned out of myself as well. So you saw it because it was only came on like a few minutes ago. No, nah, I saw it beforehand. Oh, uh, okay, whatever. Don't act like you weren't tuning me out. What was, <laughs> so what was your question? Because I, I didn't want to. I, I mean, you got it right though. You somehow somehow caught well, you, on. You, I, I, I caught on that you were being sarcastic about Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman. So I just said they don't have a plan though. Are you uh, talking about our rookies playing so many snaps? Yeah, it was the Field Yates tweet. Okay. See, I knew it, man. That's called context clues, baby. Even if you don't know what you're talking about, context clues. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Now, it is, it is – uh, the quarterback does that way. I mean, you saw Jacksonville as number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we, you know, there's there's him. Darius Slayton's got his, you know, his uh, handful of reps this season. Um, nobody else on the offense. Um, and I guess Hillman. Damn it. Wow, Hillman contributes to that, so that doesn't really count. That bothers you now that Hillman was involved in it. Yeah, o- O'Shane, you know, Sexy Dexy, um, DeAndre Baker. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's been – Connolly. So, yeah, a, a lot of guys have contributed to that, man, and, and the future is bright. All right, Danny, game, time for game predictions. I'm going to go first this week since it's Monday Night Football. I'm going the Cowboys zero. Zero to the New York football giants in their old school unis, 77 points like it's 1977. I like that. I like that. I believe I believe with you. I'm not even being uh, biased with this. I totally believe. I don't know why, but for some reason, this Leonard Williams train has reinvigorated me for the Giants. This week. I believe they got their first win tonight, uh, Monday in those white uniforms. I believe they shocked the Dallas Cowboys and they shocked the NFL world on Monday because no one's picking us to win. Giants win. Uh, I'll still go with the zero. Giants zero. Uh, Whoa! No, wait, wait. I said that the wrong way. I said that the wrong way. Cowboys zero. Giants 78. There we go. Oh, my. You keep one-upping me, and we're going to have serious issues, Danny. Uh, I have this new, you know, those weighted, like, big glass, like, marble things that you have for a desk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one of those in my new house, and I'm getting ready to just throw it through this, the, the computer screen right at you. It's, it's, you, been you an, it's been a triggering episode for you. Yeah, it has been. You think you're so cool. You and your um, young, hip kids. Um, you, follow, me and my take care that I had. Follow me on TikTok. Don't. If that, I hate that John Sher invented a TikTok. I made two posts in one day, and then I was like, I, I don't know how to do it. I literally just posted breakdowns. Actually, I posted I posted one breakdown, and then I posted the the high school team going, 
uh, I think I got my swagger back. And then the guy goes, we, we do have a good offense. It's one of my favorite <laughs> of all time. All right, that's yeah. a show. It is a show right there. That is a show. We appreciate you guys bigly. We love you. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. If you're listening to this on Monday, it's Monday Night Football. Let's have a Monday night party. We will see you Tuesday morning. We'll be in your podcast feed recapping, hopefully, a Giants win against the Dallas Cowboys. Until then, let's go old school, big blue.